0: literally look at me and say you're giving people a license to sin and people say what do you say I said no I'm giving them the antidote of sin I remember one time pastor told a story first first church he pastored he said I knew there's sin in the camp y'all y'all ever sit and hear that message in church there's sin in the camp I haven't known preachers to put a tent on the platform and do an illustrated sermon. Aiken's tent. And they'd go in and out of the tent. What's in your tent? And they'd come out with a sin. What's in your tent? Sin in the camp. I'm not making fun, and, and, but you understand. What did that focus on? Your sin. But he said, you know, Pastor, he, he's, he's not as, as loud as I am, but he, he said, you know, there's sin in the camp. And he said, I was loaded for bear. I was going to come out and take care of that sin. And the Lord said, no, you're not. He said, well, Lord, there's sin in the camp. I need to go knock it in the head. And the Lord said, and you'll just make it worse. He said, go and preach to them how righteous they are. And you'll you'll deal with the sin issue. Now, there are people, now listen, granted, there are people that hear it and just keep right on living the way they're living, because after all, pastor said I was righteous. There are works that come with righteousness. There are works of righteousness. And when you're made righteous, your works change. You're not going to be the same old mean, ugly, puss that you were. If, 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 oh, I'm, I'm moving on, moving on, Yeah (laughs) Notice Verse 17 Therefore If any man be in Christ He's a new creature Old things are passed away All things have become new And all things are of God Who reconciled us to himself by Christ And has given to us the ministry of reconciliation So notice You got born again And all those new things, old things are passed away. All things have become new. All those new things are of God. Isn't that good news? Of God. One translation says, as a source. So when we say, I have God in my heart, God is in my life. What we're really saying is, I have him in me. And all that old previous moral disposition is gone. All things are of God. Think about that. Try that out. Close your eyes and just say, everything in me is of God. (sighs) Wow. And when the enemy comes and tempts you with something, you just say, "Mm, no, 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 no. I'm of God. I don't want that. I don't want that. Why would I, right? Hallelujah. At salvation, we were made new creatures, but we got to learn to live and think like a new creature. The Lord said to me one time, the world cannot tell you how to live like a new creature. The world can't tell you how to live like a new creature. They don't have the answer. Hallelujah. The word tells you how to live like a new creature. Amen. Many are new creatures, yet they have no understanding of what it means to live as a new creature. It's not just living over sin. It's living in that joy and that peace. Living in the victory. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, this can be frustrating and defeating to a lot of people. There's nothing more frustrating than knowing you're saved but not walking in victory. I am, say it out loud, I am, am. present tense, a new creature in Christ. See, don't believe the lie that you're just a sinner saved by grace. Well, I am a sinner saved by grace. You're a sinner who was saved by grace. You're no longer a sinner. Listen, I know almost everybody in here that's married. You're married. You're not single. I don't care how you feel. Now here's the thing. If you're married and you try to live like you're single, you're going to destroy the marriage. People say, why'd so-and-so backslide? They must not got anything from God. Or they were in a church that never told them how to live like a new creature. You can get frustrated in your walk with God because you don't have the answers to things that you face because you're not taught how to overcome. You have to be taught how to overcome. Somebody had to teach you how to do wrong. You got to learn how to do right. Amen. When what you believe you are presently will determine how you live. And understanding that I'm a new creature will free me from the bondage of who I used to be. Amen. Yeah, but my family says this and says that. The Bible doesn't say you are who your family says. It says you are who God says you are. Yeah, but they don't believe in me. That's okay. God believes in you. God believes in you so much that he paid the price for your sin and justified you freely with the blood of Jesus. That's how much God believes in you. The next time somebody in your family or your friend starts talking about who you are and who you aren't... Settle it in your mind. What'd they ever pay for you? Nothing. God gave everything. And he gave everything and said, You're righteous. Oh, glory. You know, Paul made a statement when he was writing. He said, He said, you know, that God sent Jesus into the earth to save sinners of whom I am chief. And then he said what he had done. He said, He said, I was a blasphemer. I was injurious. You know, that word always got me because I kind of like the word injurious. I'm going to tell people, don't you be injurious to me. But then I, I looked at and I found out what it was. It's, it's where we get our word masochistic. Paul's saying, I enjoyed seeing people suffer. The Greek says he would go into Christians' homes and grab them by their feet and drag them down the street. And he took pleasure in testifying against them and having them put to death. Took pleasure in that. He said, that's who I was. (laughs) Ha ha. He said, but God be thanked. God was merciful. And he forgave me. And he said, I became a pattern for you. That no matter what you've done, and no matter where you've failed, God is merciful, and God is forgiving, and God will cleanse you. Glory be to God. Don't believe the lie. Don't believe the lie. Look at 2 Corinthians, you're right there in verse 5, or chapter 5, look at verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God beseeched you by us, We pray you in Christ's stead be reconciled to God. For, in other words, you might as well be reconciled to God. Because look at this. For He hath made Him to be sin for us. Who knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Is that what it says? Jesus became sin so I could be righteous. In right standing with God. Now, again, that's elementary, but what's the enemy do? He tries to convince people that if they make a mistake, if they fail, or even if they don't make a mistake, or even if they haven't failed, that somehow there's a separation between them and God. They're not righteous, but the Bible says you are. Righteousness is not a feeling. It's standing. I am righteous. Oh, hallelujah. Look at 1 Peter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. He became sin and we walked away with all God's righteousness. Wow. Hallelujah. The greatest thing you can do for your child is teach them that they're righteous. You're righteous with God. You're born again. You're in right standing with God. The earlier you can teach him, the, the, the bigger step up you get on the enemy. Because as soon as he can, he'll start. A child that knows they're righteous won't lie to you. They won't hide things from you. Because they believe in the righteousness of God. They believe in the forgiveness of God. They believe in the mercy of God. You understand? Why do kids hide something? Because they, 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 they don't want to feel bad, and they don't want punishment. And they don't, they don't want to look bad in your eyes. But when you settle that, look, you're righteous before God. And if you make a mistake, you confess it. You admit it. You tell God. You tell me. God will forgive you. I'll forgive you. But don't hide it. Righteous people don't hide things. When somebody really believes they're righteous, they're not sneaking around the back alley trying to fool around. Because I know I'm righteous. I know I'm righteous. I have no desire. I have no appetite for this world. Amen. 1 Peter 3, 18. Christ also once suffered for sins, but just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. He suffered once for all, the innocent for the guilty, the unrighteous for the just. The righteous for the unrighteous, the just for the unjust, the innocent for the guilty. Something happened to Jesus, and because it happened to Jesus, it doesn't need to happen to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The righteous for the unrighteous. The just for the unjust. I was the unrighteous. Now I'm the righteous. I was the unjust. Now I'm justified. Hallelujah. That all happened when you raised your hand, bowed your knee, confessed with your mouth, believed in your heart, confessed with your mouth that Jesus was Lord. The just for the unjust, the the righteous for the unrighteous, the, the guilty, the innocent for the guilty. Hallelujah. I am now the righteous. Look at Romans 3. We read this a moment ago, but I'm going to reiterate this. I want to emphasize this one more time. Notice what he says in verse 24, being justified freely. We were made upright and in right standing with God freely. Salvation was free. And in salvation is the power to live out your salvation. A lot of people find living out their salvation difficult, and that's because they do not understand the truth about what happened to them. You know, even though it happened to you, you got to take a stand. Because the Bible makes this statement. It says, the eyes of man are never full. That means there's never enough. I told a guy one time, he was... He was they, they were talking about uh, an affair, somebody committing adultery. I said, if one's not too many, a thousand's not enough. That's got to be your mindset. I'll have people come and ask me. They'll say, Pastor, is it a sin for a Christian to drink? You know what I always say? Why you want to know? <laughs> Amen. Amen. I had a lady get upset, sorta. Of, because in our departmental policies, it says if you're a member of a department, we're expecting you to keep your life clean. Oh, it got quiet. You know, I'm I'm right? I'm I'm not expecting to drive by the bar and see your car. And 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 this lady said, Well, you know, but I like to, you know, I go to weddings and and I like to drink wine, you know, at the weddings. If they're drinking wine, I'll drink. Well, but here, here's, here's the thing. You know, <laughs> why is that an issue? Is there anybody in here that can tell me one upside of getting drunk? You remember? <laughs> uh, uh. Remember those days? Why, why would you want anything to do with that? Putting your face in a place that was never meant for your face. God, God did not make you righteous so you could just go live ever how you wanted. I know you can't un, you can't unsee that. But that that that's that's what's important. It's it's those things that God freed you from by making you righteous. You will never have to worry about losing anything because of drunkenness because you will never again be drunk. Because you're a new creature in Christ. You won't have to worry about losing your family because of messing around. Because the messing around was taken away when you became righteous. So important. See, when you make allowances for the flesh. Right? Well, you know, I like a glass of wine with my dinner. Well, you're making allowances for the flesh. Now, I know this is old fashioned, but you're still making allowances for the flesh. I had a guy come up to me and say, "You know, uh, how how much how many beers could you drink before it was a sin?" Well, I don't believe you'll go to hell for drinking a beer. That's not the point. What will it do to you? I said, "What will it do to you?" Hallelujah. Anybody in here, when you got saved, you had to change what, the music you listened to? Just two people? Right? Because the music you listened to, what did it bring back? Memories running through the pages of my mind. Right? Amen. Why? Why did you change that? Because that's not who you are anymore. Oh, this is so important. And and, and I'm not just I I got to close, but I'm not I'm not just talking about drinking. You know, if if you're in here and you like a glass of wine with your dinner, look, I'm not condemning you, but I'm asking you, what's the upside? What's the upside? Why Why are you doing it? Amen. Well, you know, I believe it's okay to watch movies. You know, after all, well, you know what, what they do in the movies, I'm not gonna do. But but the Bible says not to set any unclean thing before your eyes. That's what the Bible says. And the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, it is a shame to even speak of the things that they do in darkness. Why would I bring what they're doing in my home? I'm righteous. I don't have to do it. Now, Philippians 2 and 13. We'll be done with this. Am I helping you? What well, pastor preach on today? Don't put your face in a place that was never meant for your face. <laughs> That's what people remember. Amen. Hey, laid on the floor and made some noise. I'm telling you, I teach this for two reasons. Because we all need to rehearse it and and when you have a church with many new believers you need to understand something if there are things you want don't want to do anymore you've got the power not to do them that that you can't be held in bondage anymore because you've been made free and that's why the devil fights the knowledge of the truth because if he can convince you that you can't ever be free of that then you're held in his bondage but the Bible says we're not in bondage. We're in glorious liberty. Yes. Philippians 2 and 13. This is a familiar verse. But notice the Amplified Bible says it is not in your own strength for it's God who all the while is effectually at work in you energizing creating in you the power and desire to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. So God notice not only gives you the will or the power, but he gives you the will to do it amen you know when you make the decision and you say okay father I want to do what you want me to do and I'm committing myself I'm submitting myself to your will and to your plan then he not only gives you the will to do it he gives you the power to do it isn't that good news that's good news that's good news say out loud I'm free I'm I'm whole. I'm whole I'm complete in Christ in Jesus name Amen. Bow your heads with me this morning, if you would. Bow your heads with. Me.